Matthew, are you there? It was in the town of Griffin. The year was 83. It was there an old cowpuncher and said to me, How do you do, young fellow? And how would you like to go and spend the pleasant summer out in New Mexico? I'll furnish you good weight. Buenas noches, Clayton. Hello, Matthew. Uh, you know, you're usually the music guy, and that was me on the music. Can you name that artist and name that tune? Johnny Cash, but I don't know the name of the song. Is it something having to do with Colorado? Uh, no, look, we're looking forwards, not looking backwards. It is... He, the last words I, I let play were New Mexico. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Who knew? You... Buenas noches, Clayton. Hi. How are you, Matthew? Fantastic. We're experimenting with the 21st century here. It seems like we've um, we've done this maybe a different format, but um, we're getting so that you know we can we're, this long distance relationship that we have. We're making it work. <laughs> You know, the old software worked, but for we haven't said anything. I am here. I almost played Rocky Mountain High, but I know we've played that or said that before. I'm in Breckenridge, Colorado. Clayton, where are you at? I'm on my couch. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm watching the um, I'm watching Cutter uh, play to try to win our the CONCACAF uh, title. Like, Cutter just kind of carpet bag carpet bags around from tournament to tournament and uh so they could potentially be both the asian champion and the uh and the concacaf champion would that mean that they would get to field two teams for the uh confederations cup before the world cup well and they're the hosts so they have like three bids to get in the world cup yeah so I, I don't I, is the confederations cup even a thing anymore I think they might have canceled it because it would have yeah. been this year. But anyway, they they would they would have if they win this, well not this game, but if they win this tournament, they will be both the Asian champions and the Central I I don't even know what CONCACAF actually stands for with all the letters, but Central and North and North Central American America and Central Caribbean. And, and Caribbean and blah blah blah. Well, I appreciate you picking up my weird – I don't know. We're experimenting for the first time with a new technology, which is this new podcast system. Listeners, I'm sure it's not interesting at all, but uh, it worked, and all I had to do was click a button, and you answered. And here we are talking from Colorado to Texas. Um, I appreciate you working on the mountain time. It's a little late. but We're good. I, we're, fo- we're, we're good. pulled into Breckenridge this morning on an overnight drive, so we're making it work. Yeah. Have you I'm watched – excited. Have you watched Qatar play at all? I was going to ask you, do they have any chance of winning this championship? Yes, they do. Oh. They've they've been good, and um, I've watched all their games so far. And the reason I bring it up is because their best player, and I think he's like the Asian player of the year or something like that, um, looks exactly like Crabman from uh, My Name is Earl. Did you ever watch that show, My Name is Earl? No, but I've got my iPad tonight, so I'm going to look it up. Okay. Anyway, they've got a guy – he looks like the crab man from uh, my my name my name is Earl. So, but yes, Cutter Qatar, whatever you want to call them, they have a uh, they have a chance of winning our our title. And I think if if they if they yeah. hold on with this result one zero, they would be playing El Salvador, who is actually I watched play a couple times and they've been a lot better than I remember them, and they're actually coached by a guy that played for the United States for a while, for like a decade. And, uh, like, Mexico has only been decent, and the USA has only been decent. And so, yeah, there's anything could happen at this point. Dude, I just looked up, uh, what'd you call him, man? Uh, The Crab Crab Man. Man. Eddie Steeples. Yeah. A.K.A. Crab Man. And, boy, that's a look. Yeah, so it looks yeah, like but, a character out of the movie Friday or something. Yeah, so any so anywho, um, I'm laying here just watching soccer. I've been watching lots of soccer, whether it be European, whether it be SAFC, whether it be SAFC versus Mexican teams, whether it be SAFC versus USL teams, 
Like I've got, I've got all of, of things to talk about. All oh. right. Off the crossbar. Is it still one, nothing? Still one, nothing. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it so that to what we're supposed to be talking about, not just me commenting on the Qatar Honduras game, which nobody really tunes in to hear about. Well, I thought maybe the one theme of the show might be uh, I've got questions because I have not been watching every sh- every game. I want to, but I had to deal with more family stuff in Houston, as you know. So I was in and out of all kinds of hectic things with some family stuff and uh, everything is fine. But I have watched the games I can and not all of the games. So... <laughs> Well, I maybe I might ask you questions and you might tell me what's up. Okay. A lot of yeah, our we, listeners haven't watched the games either. <laughs> we can do it. I guess. And it, we'll go where we left off, where we laughed, last left our listeners. That's a, some alliteration right there. Where we last left our listeners was we were, we had just finished yet another tie, I think. And against, I can't remember. Yep. Even at at home on July 3rd against, uh. One one tie tie against a bad team, or did we lose that game? Did we lose? We lost to Austin one zero, maybe. Yeah, in a really did we boring draw with game. Austin one one. I I don't know, but anyway, we were going into this kind of like where we we're asking ourselves like, why are we getting ready to just to play two first division Mexican teams like while our our team is totally broken down and there's injuries all over the place and. It's a long season to begin with, and we're in the heat of the summer. Why are we doing this, right? Is that kind of where we left off? Yeah, so we did lose one to nothing to Austin. That was the last home game, July 3rd. Fireworks were great. Soccer game was not. We had two games. On Tuesday, Coretta Row, um, and on Friday night, Unam Pumas. My first question is, I know I didn't go to either game, even though I really wanted to see Pumas. I had my family things. Did you go to either game? Yes, I did. I went to the Friday night. Um, I went to the Friday night Unam Pumas game. And I went with a sponsor of the show, Willie Trevino from Trevino Tile. And uh, it was a really cool experience. I did not what? go to It was a super cool experience. There were well. Let me ton. let me cut you off. My question was going to be, was it worth it? And it sounds like, for if nothing else, there's something worth it right off the bat. Yes, it was totally. It was a totally great experience. And let me preface this by saying, like, I thought this was just a totally worthless endeavor that what we were doing, and I thought this was not going to be a positive experience for our team. I didn't think this was going to be in any way helpful or. I thought I just thought it was a money grab. It was branding for the Mexican teams. It was it was just a just nothing for us. And with that being said, uh, we also talked about how we did not enjoy look like it did not it didn't look like we enjoyed watching our it did not look like our players were enjoying playing soccer together on the field. Right? Remember when we talked about that? Yes. And, and I went and I watched the highlights of the Caratero game. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Is it Caratero? Caratero. Caratero, sorry. Caratero. Right. And um, we started like, I don't know, six or seven academy kids, like 11 academy kids played. And we were up either two to – I watched the highlights of that one. And it looked like they were having the time of their lives. When we'd score, everybody was celebrating. They were jumping on top of each other. Caratero came back and ended up winning the game four to two. And it's kind of what always happens whenever a U.S. team plays a Mexican team. I feel like I feel like we kind of either surprise them and maybe, you know, like they have a few of their number 200s and 300s in the lineup. <laughs> and then they and then they and then they come out and then they they quit screwing around and then they, you know, get get the result that they're supposed to get. But you know, you know what? I- I don't it think they, they want to play any harder than they have to. So they tend to go behind because they're trying to be as lazy as possible. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so, um, so, and the, just from the highlights, but anyway, from the highlights of the correct row game, like uh, Ethan Bryant plays this ball to um, 
to Nathan, I think, who hadn't scored yet this season, right? We had talked about yeah. how he hadn't really done anything. And Nathan scores, and we go up 1-0, and everybody goes just crazy. And then Ollie Watkins scored a goal and and or played a ball to somebody, and they scored. And, like, and the kids were just having a great time, and and it just looked absolutely – it looked like everybody was just loving life, you know, and even regardless of what the final outcome was going to be. So with that being said, we go to the Pumas game and, um, and I walk into the stadium in our normal North, North entrance. And Willie and I go up the stairs to walk over to where our seats are. And there is where our supporter section used to be is entirely filled with Pumas supporters. And, not only Puma supporters, they also have TIFOs or Grifos or whatever they're called from, from California, from Dallas. So there, there were supporters groups of, of Unam Pumas from uh, a couple of different states, a couple of different uh, places in the country. And, and they, were, they were singing. They were chanting. It was, it was really cool. And we had, our, we had uh, a pretty much full lineup out there. Mm-hmm. Like, which I guess was because they had been off for so long, right? Uh, needed... so that makes sense. On Tuesday, you play the kids, and on Friday, yes. And so that kind games. of that kind of picked things up for me as well. And and we walked we walked in the game. The game starts, and we score once again early goal, like SAFC always does. Either and we go up one zero, and everyone is back on it again. Look, it looks like everybody's having a great time. Everybody's excited to be out there none of this you know like oh we're missing people this kind of stuff that the people the guys on the sidelines were joking like pc was pc was running and giving people water like players water and stuff like like when the when people would get hurt or the ball would go out of bounds you know people were yelling stuff from the sidelines and pc's looking back and laughing and pointing and stuff like that it was just it was it looked like what it should look like, you know what I'm saying? What we envision soccer should look like, like people mm-hmm. having a good time and enjoying themselves. Mm. Yes. And how's the crowd? Was it pretty full? Yes, it was. By the time the game was over, it was as big of a crowd as I've seen so far, so far this season. Wow. Yes, Man. it was totally. And once again, it was the, the same kind of blue, blue blueprint. We were, I don't remember whether we were up two to one, at halftime, I think we were winning two to one at halftime, and once again they had like they had like three number two hundreds in their in their lineup, maybe even a three hundred I saw, and uh, but then we substituted like we we substitu- made like five or six substitutions at halftime. They made a bunch of substitutions at halftime, and the guys they brought in were very different than the guys that we that we brought in. They brought on like. <laughs> They brought on like a number nine. <laughs> they brought on a number a number twelve, and uh, and the uh, the intensity of the game from their end in the uh, offensive half changed very rapidly, and uh, you could tell why the payrolls are so big in Mexico, and they they put together a, a pretty solid performance. But that did not take away from the intensity. It did not take away like it was like when we were like making deflections and blocking shots and stuff like that. Like it was kind of like watching the Italians, you know, in the Euros, you know, like how fired up they get when they do something good on defensively, they get just as fired up defensively as when they do something good on offense, you know? So it was was like a, it was an, it sounded like an event or like a, like a, like something. It was, it was, it was, it was competitive. They were never, they were never just, just, just pelting us. And like, we were having chances. They were getting chances. It looked like a good, fun exciting soccer game is what it is mm-hmm. what it looked like and it was it was a great experience and and I'm so glad that, that now that SAFC scheduled that because I think it could have been a kind of a little rallying point that that they that they needed kind of midway through the season you know well good on you for going because I peeked behind the curtain you sent me a text like I was all you know oh I love being in Houston so I I, I mean, I considered driving back or doing well, something. And, and your and text was, "Well, I better go, so we have something to talk about." And yeah, and the, the I text fully, on. I fully was not going to, but but I kind of got an inkling that that when I when I knew that we didn't have a game for the next week, 
for another week after that. And we had played all the young kids. I was like, you know what? They've got to play. Our, we've got to play our good players. You know, we've got to play our, our regular players. And in addition, you texted me. I don't know how you found out about it, but we had a trialist out there. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, number 54 for us. He didn't even have a name on the back of the jersey because I guess with a trialist, you don't do that. Who we have now signed. And he was probably the best player on the field in the first half for us. That and, was one of my questions. I think a listener texted me, who's this 54? He's amazing. He, <laughs> so jumping ahead, I don't know if it's a question you were going to ask or what, but I, I, I didn't know. I, I looked back to listener Dave and was like, we got to sign this guy, right? And, and he's like, yeah, that guy's really good. And, <laughs> you know, we didn't see anything for a while, but it turns out it, it pops up yesterday. Sure enough, they signed him. Uh, his name's Muhammad Abdu or Muhammad something like that. Yeah, he he's he's older. He's in his thirties, in his in his early thirties, but um, full Ghanaian international. Anytime I see that, my ears perk. You know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever seen a bad Ghanaian international player? Not in the midfield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's where this guy plays. He plays in the center of the park, and he was like. He looked like a little, um, he looked like a little, uh, little Conte, little, and I, and I know that's kind of, you know, but a little USL Conte. How about that? Is that, is that something that, 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 that could be something? Is it Mohammed Abu? Ab, it's either Abu or Abdu, Abdu with a D, A-B-D-U or A-B-U or A-D-U. I'm, I can't remember exactly, but it's, it's, it's on their website now and. Uh, he's got, he, he, he played, I think with Columbus last season, um, oh. he's, been in the, he's been in the MLS, he's been in four or five different leagues, but he, he has like 20 or 30 caps with, with Ghana, like, and not, you know what I'm saying? So Muhammad that, Abu. Yeah, there we go. All right. Well, that's good point. He's 30 years old. He played for Man City. Yeah. Frankfurt. Uh, and Rio Vallecano, so three different first division teams. Number twenty-five. That's he's. There you go. He's going to be our number. There, there you go. He's not going to be number fifty-four anymore. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that was another positive that came out of the uh, that came out of the, the the two Mexican games. How about that? You know, just to to, to get us back to a uh, to where to where we were and and what I've seen. Well, let me transition us. Did PC play in that game you're talking about, or did he just run one? No, he did not play in. He did not play in in either of the Mexican games, and uh, he was. Oh, Honduras almost scored by the their keeper almost scored on the other keeper in extra time, but they didn't. So anyway, um, moving on. They um, PC did not play. In, in either of those, he was just, but he was on the bench and he was, I don't even, he wasn't street clothes. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about the next game? Yeah. So he did play in the first game back, which was on Saturday at one o'clock in the afternoon on ESPN two. Now yeah. I didn't watch it at one o'clock in the afternoon on ESPN two. Because uh, I just wasn't feeling top notch at that juncture, and I wanted to pay attention to what was going on. But um, I did watch it Sunday morning, and I did not know the result when I watched it. And we weren't—I'll give. Oh, oh, fast break, no keeper back, um, and um, we weren't great, but we were good enough, and we won three to two. And. I, do you think you could do a? Could you do a rundown on the? Uh, do you have a? Do you have anything? I can. I googled it so I know something. Why don't you do uh, a rundown? There you go. That way you yeah. feel like you're adding something positive. Yeah. <laughs> SAF three, SAFC three, Colorado Springs two. So they're back where we was back in the Springs a month later. Get a win this time. The first time was a one-one tie. We scored three goals in the first half. Nathan scored in the seventh minute. Um, the guy that you just name-checked from having fun get games against Mexican teams. PC, back in the lineup, scores a PK in the 24th minute. PC with the PK. Yeah. 
listener Dave's ears will perk up at the, the mention of PC. And then Nathan scored again in the 43rd minute. So we went up 1-0, 2-1, 3-1. And then we ended up holding on 3-2. Brady, let me finish this rundown. Um, listener Dave said, and USL Team of the Week confirms that Matt Cardone was the man of the match. What, he, uh, what do you got, Clayton? Yeah, so um, so I tune in and uh, and – so, you know how sometimes we talk about how terrible the announcing was or is with some of these some of these away games that we have to watch and where it's like, man, I, I don't even know if these guys have ever even watched a soccer game before. These guys were very knowledgeable that were announced for and they gave us kind of a they gave me kind of a rundown for. So it, it appears that uh, so Nathan is, was starting up top because Santiago Patino stress fracture in his leg oh this was my question i wonder if that's why maybe it wasn't the tacos clayton maybe he actually had an injury yeah um well i don't know yeah i guess because sometimes stress fractures can be hard to detect right like and they can kind of be there without people knowing i think they just hurt and you don't know what's wrong yeah so maybe that that was the reason he was moving so slow the last if you're gonna if you're gonna go lineup i can add a couple things no i wasn't gonna go full lineup but i was gonna i was gonna mention that santiago patino the uh the little duck is uh is is we're not gonna see him for a while i don't think okay but uh but back in the lineup lineup. also soberg and kamiri are back too Yes, so, and apparently, apparently Deplane was supposed to start as well and was a scratch right before, according to the announcers, and was a scratch right before, um, right before kickoff. Now, maybe that was, uh, maybe that was like Coach Marcina realizing like, last time we started Deplane against uh, Colorado Springs, things didn't go so well. (laughs) At the last second, he remembered the game. Yeah, um, and you know what? I mean, to, the, to their credit, like that game we were at, we were, when we were just getting lambasted, like Colorado Springs has, they've either scored the most goals or the second most goals or something like that in the USL so far, and they have the reigning player of the month in that Haji Berry guy, their number 10, that absolutely just torched us the first time around. But And he, he scored the second goal of theirs, didn't he? He scored the f- First goal, I think. The first goal, okay. Yes, he scored. Yes, he scored the first goal, and we'll and we'll get to that. So, but anyway, we come out and we were playing with PC back in the middle. There was a little bit more control in the center of the park, yeah. and uh, and our guys were pressuring higher up the field. And our first goal was created off of a turnover that we created by pressuring them in the back. Now. It it was it wasn't great play by them. The guy held onto the ball too long, and he just he, he got dispossessed. And they weren't good in the back. Uh, those guys with the mustaches in the back were not good. <laughs> um, like, and I and I think maybe because they shaved their mustaches, but uh, but they were not good in the back. We were pressuring, and we came out on our front foot, and and we looked pretty we looked pretty solid. Oh, another another. Um, Another personnel thing. I saw that Jordan Perusa got recalled back to Toronto. A lot of moving and shaking. Yeah. So anyway, um, and then on their first goal, it was kind of the same thing. So- Soyberg gets caught in possession, and they go at us in a counterattack, and he's not going to catch any of their front, front three guys, you know, like and uh, <laughs> and and that and then that tied it up, and then. Um, our second goal was just another terrible defending decision on their part. Gallegos takes a shot from about 25 yards out, and the guy just has his arm just away from his body. It just hits the ball, just hits his arm. Oh yeah, middle, I did see that in the middle of in the middle of the box, and then PC just absolutely buried his penalty kick. Absolutely buried it. Upper 90, no chance from the keeper, and. Um, and PC looked great for the he played like he played like 60 minutes, something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I'm guessing they took him off just because he's he hadn't played since May or whatever. But it's 
it's it's like the guy that we talked about that that was our PC before PC. It's <laughs> it's a totally different team when he's out there and when he's not out there. Yeah, uh, good. I saw that uh, Doyle came in as a sub for Kamiri. It was Kamiri. Yes, Kamiri got hurt again. It looked yeah. like he was. I can't remember how it happened. He was. He laid out for something and got tangled up with somebody, and then and then Cardoni almost got hurt because on their goal they played a ball over the top in the second half when we were already up three to one, and um, and they played a ball over the top and. And Soyberg is trailing the play, and he slips after the guy's already played the ball over Cardoni, and he he takes Cardoni's legs out. And our own player almost makes it so that Cardoni can't. Play. But then after that little scare, Cardoni came up with about three or four huge saves to keep us in the game and to keep keep us from having another one of those draws that we've been having that feel like losses when we've been yeah. all, you know, when we've been winning, and that was. That was the best part about the game, I think, was that it was one of those where it could have very easily turned into a draw where it, it turned like turned into a loss that felt like a loss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we had the lead three different times. Yes. Eek. Um. So there's something there. Was it a deserved result? Yes, I think it was. Now, they, they had chances. And like I said, Cardone made a bunch of saves. But we had we had probably three or four other good chances. Epps was one on one with the keeper, and rather than going around him and just and just heading it into the back of the net, jumping on the ground on his belly and heading into the back of the net, he decided to just try to beat the keeper near post, and he hit he hit the post from about mm. ten yards out. We um, uh, Gallegos had created two or three good chances. Nathan had another couple like. We we probably created fifteen good chances. Like no, I'm not 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 even joking, you know. And and once again, it goes to and this is a, a stat that every single one of these announcers brings up in every game, whether it's either home or away, is that we we're up at the top of the league in chances created. We're at the bottom of the league in chances finished. So hmm. I I don't know if that's something that we can necessarily rectify. You know, it's like it's like. Um, it may be like that stat that they use in baseball, like your batted your batted balls in play average versus you know what I'm saying, like you know <laughs> where, where it's like, well, he's been he's been they've been unlucky because he's put yeah. the ball in play a ton. It's just it's just going to directly at fielders. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Well, yes. it I don't know. It sounds different. Certainly, yes. everything yeah. you're describing sounds very unlike what I saw against Austin two weeks ago. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. So what? So I think I think the Mexico games combined with combined with what what I saw on Saturday, there is there is some hopes. Now we're still kind of a mess in the back. It's still <laughs> a hodgepodge of I don't know whether we're three, whether we're whether we're five. What 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 are you know like? So Chris Lama came in and looked like was playing left back. Yeah. Instead of the the plane, and he's he's just he, he, they've had to play they've played him everywhere, and he doesn't fit anywhere because he's having to play everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, well better than Doyle out there. Well, yeah, Doyle came on and immediately fouled somebody outside the box and gave <laughs> them a chance, and then got beat to the end line and shoved a guy into the boards, and you know, like if they Did had you a, hear. Okay, if I mean, they had that, had that more, if they had had more than if they had had more than forty eight people at the game, then there would have been a Doyle Doyle chant going on. So but, you couldn't audibly hear a Doyle chant. No, because there was there weren't there was the game was not nearly as well attended as the as the game we went to. Yeah, we got I got the impression they like to have their beers at their games. Yeah, so I'm not one o'clock Saturday kickoff favors them. Well, it it just seemed like the kind of parents like night away from little league when we were there. Right. You know, like, I mean, I guess there were some fan. there were a lot of your, your buddy, the blue Boba Fett was there. I saw him. Oh yeah. Blue Mando. Yeah. Blue Mando. There we go. Blue Mando well, was there. I don't know. There were a lot of families in those cookout box tailgate boxes, but dang, I've, 
I feel like the downtown stadium meant that people were getting extra effed up there. Well, it was, and it was weird. Why are they, why is ESPN putting a national game on at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday? I think that's a transition to tomorrow's game. How about that? There we go. Good. I like it. (laughs) We hit 30 minutes and I want to hear about tomorrow night because I think there's some things maybe, uh, a second straight game on the deuce, right? Is in the yes. deuce tomorrow night? Yeah, we are hosting. We got New Mexico knighted tomorrow night, and who, who thumped us pretty good the first time we played them, two zero at their place. Yeah, and that was that. That was that game where we created supposedly they the, according to the stats like fifteen chances, you know, more, like twelve in the box, and we just couldn't score. But I. They, they they thumped us pretty good, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I think that's some advanced stat mumbo-jumbo. Yes. So well, this is now a Why are they t- do – Clayton, the game is at 8.30. It is at 8.30, yes. No, 8.30. I didn't realize that till today. I'm, yep. again, out of town. Why are they showing a game at 8.30 on ESPN2 on a Wednesday night where nobody's going to be there? Um, I, I don't know – specifically but i did find out today and i didn't know anything about this because i but i was on the usl's website we are hosting the mid-season we are hosting the mid-season business meeting or convention or usl like guru get together here in san antonio this week and um i think it started yesterday monday and it's like the board of regents or board of governors or whatever they're called, the competition committee and everything. And this is the first time they've ever met somewhere other than USL headquarters, which is in like Tampa, right? Or something like that somewhere in Florida. Sounds right. And we are hosting it and it all culminates in an 830 game against New Mexico <laughs> on, on, a, on a Wednesday night. So, hey, so, good like, game. Those are yeah, two no, it's, teams. I mean, it's on paper before the season starts, it's, you know, it's a, it is a primetime kind of game, right? They knocked us out of the playoffs in kind of controversial fashion last season. So it is something that, you know, is watchable. I mean, I'm going, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know who, I don't know who else is going to be there, but I, I guess probably all the USL people that are here traveling from out of town will be there as well. Right. I guess maybe they want to go out to dinner at the Riverwalk beforehand. And yeah, that's maybe, right <laughs> maybe they uh, maybe they want to give Stolarski time to get all his uh, lunch, all his lunch soccer guys up on the patio so they can go and talk to the <laughs> so they can go talk to them. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool that they're meeting there. Like, I don't know. I Last year we were I, listeners. If you remember this high five. We were supposed to host, I mentioned this to you, we were supposed to host the USL All-Star Game last year at our stadium, and then the pandemic hit. There were never any details about what the heck was going to happen. No, whether it was going to be like East versus West, like USL All-Stars v. Mexican team or something like that, you know? Right, but it was was going to be a a makeup. You know, maybe that's why we're having this and why that's why the meetings are here. Maybe they felt bad that we kind of got, you know, they had promised they had fluffed us up and then we didn't get to <laughs> we didn't get to star in our major scene or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Um, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? Um, I'm kind of interested to see, like, what the atmosphere is. Gonna, first of all, I want to see us if we can take this positive PC momentum and Mexican game momentum and get a meaningful a meaningful win that like that was a win on the road which which definitely has meaning right because those have been few and far between for us in the last you know over the last couple of years two or three years i was going to challenge you clayton when is the last when is the last time we won a game on the road Ooh, okay hold on um no googling do, do you know it did you write it down i do not know all right so even if i were to guess there's a my um, gut says that we haven't won a game on the road this year. No, because we only had two wins going into this game against <laughs> against Colorado, and one of them was against Birmingham at home, and one was against Real Salt Lake the first game of the season, which was that 3-0 win or whatever. Well, so, there you go. 
So, yeah, we definitely had, did not have a road win this season. I'm going to guess it was maybe against, like, Austin last season. Yeah. Right? At, at some point, because Austin was not very good, because they had all those all those guys opt out of playing and stuff like that. But Oh, um, that's right. Maybe last September or something. But it's been a while. Yeah. Probably yeah. Let's 10, 15 how about, games. How about that? Let's, let's challenge any of our listeners to, uh, to <laughs> text us or uh, let us know when, when the last – when the last uh, away win for us was, but anywho, I want to see, uh, I want to see the positive momentum rolling, rolling forward. How about that? Is that, is that specific enough or is that too, is that too non? Yeah. Non- no. How about like non-measurable that, that joy de vivir or whatever you say? In yes, that. exactly. <laughs> Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> yes. Something like that, please. Yes. Like, I mean, how many podcasts have we had where it's you and me talking about, uh, it sounds like we've been watching a narco series, like, you know, so-and-so pissed off so-and-so, and so they jacked him and hit him and slapped him and kicked him and rolled around. The, it, well, that, that, was, that, was there on, that was there on Saturday. There were like, there, I think there were 10 or 12 yellow cards total. Oh, I did notice that we got four yellow cards in the 90th minute and after. <laughs> yeah, like it, that. I think that ended up bringing the total to like 12. I, I kind of looked at it today, but I may have lost count. I think I didn't have enough fingers on my on my on my hand, so I, I, I kind of lost count. <laughs> but Patino didn't get one, so so so, so there's that. Patino wasn't there to send it next. No, he wasn't. Like no, he his, his stress fracture was. Maybe that's the maybe that's the stress fracture they're talking about is the, the stress of not being able to get himself a yellow card and yell at the referees and stuff. <laughs> well, you're asking me what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, what what would you like to what would you like to see? Have ESPN two in, in Colorado? I'd like to uh, exactly. I'd like to see a USL game on national TV in Colorado and not have to search the Roku for ESPN Ocho. So yeah. hey. <laughs> yeah so good How about uh, that i could maybe go to a bar and watch this game Ooh, i like that idea I'm, i might be on peak seven nice <laughs> i just gotta remember to breathe <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i don't know what we're gonna do defensively because once again there were a bunch of a bunch more injuries and and you know like i i don't know a, a soyberg uh, a Soyberg, Doyle, Deplain, <laughs> back three or whatever, you know, like uh, Gleedel once again. Gleedel and Lindley once again were were good on Saturday, and Gleedel drew a drew drew the penalty to get us our third goal. But oh. anyway, I, I, it it looks like it. I would love to see, I would love to see maybe going back to kind of a normal like soccer playing style that I'm used to seeing and maybe, maybe play trialist, maybe play a Ghanaian new Ghanaian guy with PC in the middle and uh, maybe put like, and then Gallegos or something like in front of them. That would be kind of fun. Don't you think? Yeah. Having only watched Facebook highlights for all these games, like everything has looked way more like the soccer. Like you said, it. you, you really said it well, like, like a soccer team that I'm used to a style that it's like the player is where you expect them to be. Like someone passes it. And instead of it rolling out of bounds to no one, there's actually a player there. Yeah. Like the right midfielder for the other team is covered. Like it, it looks and feels and sounds like they kind of got their shit back together. No, like, I mean, I, I, I could get really excited um, of like a front three, uh, not a front three, but like, yeah, like let's say, let's say PC and 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 new and new Ghanaian, um, and then Epps, Lema, and Gallegos in front of him with like with like Nathan up high by himself, yeah, you know, something like, like that. That could be like a really like look. All of a sudden, instead of only having twenty seven percent possession, you know, we get like fifty percent and and create a bunch of chances and. Teams can't triple team Gallegos when he gets the ball all by himself, you know, in the final third. Like, can can Connor Maloney like send us a replacement? Can we send him back to Amazon and get a new outside back? Maybe, um, maybe we can do like the Gold Cup rules and just create like 
you can just go ahead and change your roster. Well, I guess they do have it that way, but but uh, like the Gold <laughs> Cup just decided that they would do all of a sudden, like we're just going to change the rules now, and now you can just replace whoever you want with whoever you want, whenever you want now. Hey, you know what? On that topic, and to come full circle, big what I want to see is Muhammad Abo or Adu or Adu. Allah, there we go. I'm sorry, I want to see him because you know we were harping on the front office and the team and the maybe the coaching staff for players and positions. Like, why are you bringing in a forward named Jordan Peruza when the problem is not our forwards? Like, we have them, and there's already too many. And they went and they found, like, what sounds like a really dominant midfielder. Yeah, I mean, to, to their credit, over the last few seasons, they've not been afraid to make moves and bring people in and and let those people play and try to do something to fix what they perceive as, a, as an issue, right? Um, yeah, almost to a fault and almost to make you think, why didn't they have this foresight earlier? Like, Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> but, like. We but talked, they have attempted to fix it. They haven't we, just stuck right, we, with a crappy signing. Right. We talked last year about like how signings that they brought in made other people like unsure of themselves or made us kind of change the change the path that we were on or the the way that the the, the what the blue the what the blueprint was. But yeah. you know, like I mean, we we obviously needed to do something, correct? Like where we were sitting at before those Mexican before those teams against the Mex for those games against the Mexican teams. That was not gonna. That was not gonna get in, get us anywhere near playoffs or put asses in seats or sell tickets or anything along those lines, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. So good. So let's. Um, so you want to do? You got a free kick? Well, Trevino uh, free kicks brought to you by Trevino and Trevino Tile. Three generations of great tile in San Antonio. TrevinoTile.com. All your tile needs. Mention the podcast for special service with an extra large smile. <laughs> do, I, do I have a free kick? Do you have one off the top of your head? No, not really. Just that um, I think I, I kind of just mentioned it, that um, the Gold Cup just changed their rules all of a sudden so that you can replace guys on the um, on rosters that have been hurt. And um, uh, the United States – has brought in have brought in um, this kid named from wait, San Jose. You wait, know I know nothing. Is. Who did we call up? Um, K, that Cade, Cade Cowan, Cade Cowell, Cade Cowell. There we go, dude. They showed this guy's some of it. He's got some serious moves for a seventeen-year-old man. Like, and he's the one that could go to Mexico. So we need to get him in a game for a little. Two minutes, but yeah, really, he looks like he looks like Baja Surfer dude. Is totally, what he looks like. Well, he's got like a Mexican grandma, and so there were people that were already fretting. Uh, well, anyway, they brought him in, and it looks like they could play him wide, and we have no attacking wide attacking talent. And then they brought in a um, they brought in someone to replace Zimmerman, and I can't remember the name. It's somebody that I'd never really heard of before. He's a center back maybe for, for NYC, for, for NYCFC. Well, it's not Igu Akabala who used no. to play for us. Clayton, it's a white, it's you, a white you guy just, name. like you dove into the deep end, but for the listeners, it's been two weeks. The U.S. played, you want to? Yeah, so here's the deal. With the so, so we're in the middle of this tournament that's our, our regional tournament, and – it, originally, the people that put on this tournament had said, you know what? Your roster is your roster. Oh, wait, wait. Every... No, no, no. no. That's not the update I want. Oh, okay. You're still swimming knee-deep, so I'll do it. Gold Cup is just about done. Tonight, they finish up the group stage. And so, starting on Sunday, right? Yes. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is quarterfinals. They'll be down to the last eight teams. USA, Mexico, Canada, others. And they'll be playing for what three three games in ten days to get to the final. So like a quarterfinals for a day or two on Sunday, and then semifinals are the thirty first or the thirtieth, mm-hmm. and then the final is the first or second. So it's about to get good. Yeah are you are you back in town for the uh, for the for the United States versus Jamaica in Austin? Is that set? Yes, Jamaica just lost to Costa Rica. 
after like a three-hour weather delay. There have been like six weather delays in this tournament. I have never Florida. seen soccer where there have been this many <laughs> weather delays. But anyway, yes, the United States is playing um, Jamaica on um, on Sunday. And I don't think that one's in Austin. No, I can say that's not. The next game, if we win, is in Austin. Oh, it would be it would be Qatar. If Qatar beats El if Qatar beats El Salvador, it would be <laughs> U, USA versus the Asian champions in Austin, Texas, on a Thursday. Yep, and it's the night of our book club, Clayton. So you and I will have some discussions about that. Yeah, one. I may be picking a jury on a murder trial, so I can't well, go. But anyway, I am in town, and so we have we may have to. All right, we, we may be uh, twisting some arms. <laughs> all right. Well, what you got? You got a freak. Oh, so but anyway, how how are you gonna get out of the the knee deep water that I was in? Was that it? Was that a no? That's it. That we'll have. So we'll have the USA Jamaica Sunday, and then a Mexico game, and right. others. Then and, and what I was talking about was it's just kind of weird. Like they started the tournament and said you can't replace players. The, your lineup is your lineup, and then they just went ahead and gone. Well, now people are getting COVID, and people are getting hurt, and and. We want the best. We want the. We want U.S. and Mexico to be in the finals because that's what we always want because that's what sells tickets. And so we're going to go ahead and let you guys change your rosters because Mexico lost their best player early on in the tournament. And the, yes, and I was going to respond. I will respond. That is one hundred percent Chucky Lozano. Yeah, and, and uh, if they bring in Carlos Vela, it'll be a much more entertaining tournament. Yeah, exactly. So. So it's just kind of bizarre that, that they do that kind of stuff, but uh, but yeah, that was my free kick. That, that that's what's going on. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess my free kick at San Antonio soccer. I think uh, Gold Cup's probably what I've been enjoying most right now. I, I have uh, my free kick. I'll, I'll ask you a question since we kind of combined on yours. Are you going to watch the men's or women's Olympic tournaments or both or neither. Um, I have already DVR'd uh, the United States women versus Sweden, which kicks off at three thirty AM. Cause unless my uh, three and three quarter year old comes and wakes me up, there's no chance that I'm going to be up at that time to watch, to watch that game. And then I will also be recording on Thursday at four something a.m. Uh, Argentina versus Australia in the men's side, so I can watch a potential signing of Middlesbrough that's playing for the Ar- that's playing for the Argentinian team. And uh, so, yes, I will be watching them, Matthew. Wow, would you care to guess my answer? Um, and, and Clayton, I will not lie, but I'm going to tell you my real answer. Um, your answer is about like I think it's going to be about like mine. You will watch bits and pieces of it. No, I'm gonna watch neither. Really? I mean, if the women get to the medal rounds, I'll watch that. And is this is this part of the there can be too much soccer conversation? <laughs> I think so. And I think uh, I'm kind of yes. And the other thing is the if there's no fans in the stands, it's really hard for me to watch now. Like, yeah, this Pandora's is... box has been opened. I've watched games with fans. I've been at games as a fan and it made me realize how crappy games without fans are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get, I get that. Um, can I, so I, I mean, Wimbledon just was a crush for me. Tour de France. I am up like ambiently listening to that crowd roar as they go up the mountain every morning. And then to t- I, I don't think I'm going to watch the Olympics really period. The like time zone the, fans, the British open golf this weekend, which I, which I don't watch a ton of, but I did watch, they had full fans back there and it was really cool. Like, yeah, like it was just, it's just really like, it's just, there's certain things that you kind of forgot about how cool, like, that how important fans are, you know what I'm saying? It's like who would ever watch golf if there weren't like people <laughs> roaring? You know what I'm saying? Like if there weren't, you wouldn't people, think like, it would matter. I mean, unless you had, unless you you couldn't sleep and you needed to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't you wouldn't watch golf like if there weren't people there. But with people there, 
you're like, man, this is kind of cool. Like to hear people roar and like follow the guy as, as, as he's walking down the 18th fairway, you know, to go, to go put his final putt in and shit. Like, yeah. And all, I think, all that stuff is cool. And what's the point of having the Olympics if there aren't people there? That's where I'm at, man. And I don't, I, it could be some time zone going on. And then like, the Tokyo basically feels like they're getting made to have it. So it's like a, a party at a house where the guy doesn't even want to have a party. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just, it just feels icky. And like, I, I feel bad because any female listeners of ours, like I love the women's national team. Some of my best soccer memories are their, you know, championship games and that overtime, some of their overtime games, geez. But until it really, really matters, I'm, I don't care. And I maybe because they're so good, I know they'll be fine. But yeah. they, there's so I, many good things to watch on that team, from the team to the looks. But I didn't. I would. I wouldn't even have known that the women were were starting this morning, tonight, whatever you want to call it. If I hadn't been reading the paper and I saw that there there's two sisters on yes. there's there's sisters the U.S. sisters. So there's one family that comprises nine percent of the uh, of the U.S. women's national of the U.S. women's national team Olympic team. And oh, because there's only eighteen players, right? Yeah, exactly. I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool, and so I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. Sure, why not? Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't but have known you, it except you just said it. But what what I am gonna do is I I am gonna end this episode. Because uh, I did um, wife to start watching Ted Lasso because uh, the new season starts on Friday. So I'm going to end this episode and we're going to go watch an episode of uh, Ted Lasso. All right. Well, uh, man, there's some I, I started writing down quotes from that. There are so many good ones. <laughs> Biscuits with the boss. Yeah. Biscuits <laughs> with the boss. You, you and be, Michelle, you can call Michelle the boss. Bring her some biscuits. And... Be, be, be a goldfish, Matthew. Be a goldfish. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All, All right. right. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of your enjoy the rest of your vacation. In other random news, Clayton, I will be back for next Wednesday night's game. So, listeners, there's another Wednesday night game a week from tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and it's Dollar Beer Night. So, yeah, we'll be the, there for that Dollar Beer Night. All right, bud. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye.